I'm Scott McGregor. And I'm Sarah Tonin. Welcome to Mindless Drivel. Make sure we're supposed to do that part together. Okay, we'll do it again. Welcome, Welcome to, to Mindless, Mindless Drivel. Drivel. Come join us as we discuss everything and nothing all at once. Listen to us ramble on aimlessly in the best two true freaks tradition. Listen as a real couple discuss the great philosophical nerd questions of our time and not kill each other. So grab a cup of coffee and find a spot on the couch. Or use our smartphones, you dumbass, which is probably how our tens of fans will listen to us. Join us here each month for the very finest Mindless Drivel you'll find. And one of the two few with any estrogen-related content. Also known as boobs. So join us for Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah, exclusively on the Two True Freaks Podcasting Network, as we discuss our various fandoms, celebrity crushes, and get to know each other as Scott tries to convince me that I'm actually a nerd. You are so a nerd. I'm a geek. You're a freak. Sold to the man in the office chair. Two True Freaks! So is this actually going to hit the air or is this something for your... Nerd spank bank. If oh, necessary. Shit, the oh, red light. The red, um, always fuck. watch the red. Actually, the red lights are always on this thing. I think so. It, it's not a good indication. It's the light on the camera. You gotta watch out for it, babe. So all about me. Um, let me see. I like garage sales, old movies, old nerds, um, flat coke, stubby pencils, limp French fries. Don't judge me. Hi. You were gonna say stubby something else. Like, no, stubby pencils, the little tiny ones, like you get in the golf game. <laughs> like that's how I got her, the stubby. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> anywho. Oh shit! Is this thing on? This is Hi. Uh, and you've heard enough of our podcast by now to know that it will start out with some cold nonsense like we just gave you. But I guess this is, would be probably, hopefully, the second episode. Of, yeah, apparently uh, somebody wants to do this again. So. Of the Sarah and Scott show, which is I don't the, know what this mindless drivel is, but the working title right now, and uh, we're just uh, a freshly minted nerd couple, I guess you could call that, trying to navigate the uh, getting to know you, the obstacles of getting to know each other, and um, not wanting to kill each other, and uh, conflicting nerd viewpoints on things. You know, I've been in a few relationships where I've had like conflicting political viewpoints on things with my partner, and never ends well. So I'm hoping that you know. F- I just refuse to discuss politics. Yeah, it's better, and we got nerd stuff now, so we'll never even have to to explore that undiscovered country. Oh, I liked that movie. Yeah, it was great. It was an <laughs> even Star Trek, and we'll see where we both fall in like the even odd Star Trek things and uh, other nerd things, and and if things go really south, we're gonna. You know, do it live for you, and you can hear our, our first official nerd fight or whatever. Who knows? So I uh, was, you know, we were, we were talking earlier, but um, what TV shows that you watched? And and there's a whole lot that I couldn't see from the ladder outside the window through the shrubbery. <laughs> so you you got to spill. Um, oh yeah, I mean, I'm trying to go back to you know my earliest nerd days, and I think I told you a little about, and my mom probably told you about my cousin Amy who really was probably the first person to set me on the path of most of my interests, um, which consisted of like the 60s and, you know, it was shows in the 60s that were already running in syndication in the 70s. Um, so that's how people So did you grow up looking to, for the antenna to come up on the old man, like My Favorite Martian? Yeah, yeah. I, I never watched a lot of My Favorite Martian. I mean, I've seen a couple shows, but I wasn't avid. I mean, I was more, I got into Get Smart, as you, uh, you know. You, talking into myself and talking into my shoe phone. Yeah, you, uh, you learn, that's what's kind of fun about building a relationship is, 
you know, especially with somebody as cool as you. And then the chrysanthemum said, not again. Yeah. And you knew what I was thinking. Right. I mean, you make these. And she uh, knows what I'm talking about. Make these little references that, you know, you think is yours alone or, you know, you think that the. The, the wider world doesn't necessarily get so all the time. And, and thanks for all the And, fish. you know, and that's Douglas Adams fan, that's, you know, yeah. let me list the ways of why I like you. At a probability factor of 8,767,128 to 1 against. Um, so that was a good good one right there. You know, I, I made a quibble at the, uh, we went to the conservatory yesterday, as classy couples do, and looked at some plants and turtles and f birds and fish. And, um, you know, I made some kind of reference uh, the other day about, missed it by that much. And he said, oh, Maxwell Smart fan. I'm like, yes, Agent 99, I am. And, uh, you know, it's one of the I ones I grew up on. I when I grew up. Oh, uh, man, Barbara Feldon. Holy crap. That was Feldon. Am I thinking of Genie? Yeah, the Genie. Uh, I'm mental. Whatever. 99 was, yeah, you know. mental mush at the moment. One of those uh, TV women that helped, uh, was the catalyst for my puberty. I'm sure, and, <laughs> along with you know my mom's uh, HBO that you know we would sneak out of our beds at night and go down and, and just watch at the very lowest level, so we could see people like uh, you know Kathleen Turner and Body Heat and there Oh Derek and Ted. Oh, no, well you know we yeah. you're a 14 year old kid you nine take what you weeks. can get and nine and a half weeks was pretty hot absolutely um, never look at a honey jar again. No, that was a weird, you know, I think that movie made me uh, swear off uh, food sex. Um, for the most part, decided that was a little more work than it was was worth. So it's one of those things that probably looks really good on paper, but then, right, you know, you know yeah, it's thinking? just, just sex so is messy anyway, enough as yeah, it is. So um, anyway, let's not go there. No, no, no food sex in this relationship <laughs> thus far. We, we eat food before and after occasionally, but that's about as far as it's going to go. That's enough now. Shush. Okay. Shush. <laughs> Anywho, said the woman who exposed her D and D tattoo on the first show. Yeah, well, you know, it she was did. Part she actually of sat here and exposed it. To I me, did but not. You guys can't see that. Did so, not. Ha, ha, ha. I said I used to love uh, Voyage of the Bottom of the Sea. It was one of those, one of the sci-fi ones, and these are all stuff my cousin turned me on to because we had to spend a significant what amount was the, of time. What was the one that was the puppets? The Thunderbirds. Oh, Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Yep. Mm -hmm. I used to, you know, on our two channels, three channels, one of them from Canada. Yeah. Um, the the Thunderbirds, I used to, the little puppet guys and flying and the, yeah. we the used special to... effects that were just amazing at that point. Oh, but sure. And, you know, we... Look, we... it's a firecracker in the back of a plastic toy. We used to get all wow. of the, the Jerry... Jerry Anderson was the guy that put shows like that together, and he also did Space 1999 and um, UFO. Uh, which was all right up my alley, obviously, back then. Um, said my, my cousin got me hooked on Star Trek probably the first time, watching syndicated reruns at uh, her place. Star Trek visit. was just, yeah, that was the... I really like Space I Nine, 1999 was probably one of my favorites back then, even more than Star Trek. And I think it was just more... I thought the spaceships were cooler. I mean, everyone, uh, the, you know, Enterprise is one of the most awesome starships ever, but I mean, these the eagles and you know, I think I actually had a model of an eagle at one point. I, I once owned the Klingon dictionary. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So yeah I mean the cousin got me hooked on the uh, Star Trek and been a fan ever since and made it a point after a point to make sure I'd watched every single episode and uh, who knows some of those I haven't watched in 20 years plus and probably wouldn't remember them if I saw them again but 
Well, it would ring some bells, but that's my Star Trek creds. You said you were a big fan of the movies. I, I love the movies, the and yeah, series. a closeted reader of the Klingon dictionary. Klingons do not allow themselves to be probed. I, I I bought it. I bought it for my ex-husband. You and, got uh, me on that one. And well, actually, I, I didn't make <laughs> I didn't make the cut because the wife that he had before me bought him an actual from the set tricorder, uh, and she. Yeah was obviously a better woman than I. Uh, so uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I just I just gave him the ability to speak Klingon when he was pissed at me. Um, Which you know, there's nothing like uh, cursing in Klingon. Absolutely really nothing drive like the point it. Home. You swear well, because I didn't even dare you know attempt that much nerdery as far as Star Trek because I, I took four years of Spanish in high school and uh, I wasn't really retaining a lot of that, so I figured Klingon. Aside from being completely useless in a regular life anywhere. I'm going to learn Dothraki. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'm hilarious. That would be neat, there too. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, as far as four years of Spanish, I can still ask for another beer and where the bathroom is, and that's about Dos it. Dos cerveza, so. por favor. Yeah. Yes. One or two beers, absolutely. No, I want two. Two is always And my, then the next one is, where's the bathroom? Yes. Donde es baño. Something like that. Oh, forgive me, high school signing. <laughs> yeah. I, I I took French, so I've got no excuse. I, I have the excuse for not knowing Spanish because I was the French student. Nice. And, and I'm pretty didn't... sure still if, if I, you know, actually retained every single thing from four years of high school Spanish, it was high school Spanish taught in northern New York. And I'm sure any person that actually speaks Spanish would just look at me and laugh at the silly gringo attempting his language if, if i remember <laughs> if i retained most of the stuff that i've tried to i would lose the ability to color into the lines because when i learn something i have to by nature lose something else i i can no mm -hmm. longer here's the, my girl cred has just gone out the window because i can't tell you the difference between beige and ecru anymore <laughs> but you know if there is a female out there listening to this, she'll get that. So, you know, mm -hmm. hang on, boys. This ain't, this ain't gonna last long. Well, I, I was the same way. Um, you know, a good chunk of my working life was in radio and uh, as a DJ. Some of, most of your stock and trade, and these are kind of the days before you Google anything. So, part of your stock and trade is memorizing just. Volumes and volumes of useless fucking rock and roll trivia that you'll never use practically in your life And uh, I still can't dump some of it when I was back in uh, college. I would I was working at a pizzeria that would play a station that was like The uh, exact clone of the one I worked at and so I could almost literally tell you what song was gonna be played next and I just found myself every time a song came on Turning to one of my coworkers and blurting out some useless factoid about the my song or the band. My ex used to call or, me the queen of useless facts. And I'm facts. just like, you have to turn this station off because I need to get rid of this crap to put the new school crap on the hard drive. But someday there's going to be a Jeopardy, a Jeopardy <laughs> game or I'm going to be the phone a friend on Millionaire. Yes. And uh, th this will be a useful marketable skill. I, As of now, it's just annoying. I would be a rich man if I signed up and worked the, uh, the game show circuit all my life. I think I would have done well. I play fabulous <laughs> Jeopardy from the couch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, standing up there, I'd, I'd probably... I'd lapse into you know, the bad I'd slip into Saturday the Night Live yeah, Sean Connery sketch, which was brilliant. <laughs> um, suck it, Rebecca. Suck it long, suck it hard. Okay, so don't ever say that again. Nah, okay? <laughs> yeah. 
You work on my Sean Connery. She likes Sean Connery. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll use the actual clip from the show because we're trying to steal copyright stuff. Okay. Um, shuck on it, Trebek. <laughs> shuck it long and shuck it hard. It's always our goal. Yeah, I'm actually and, and girl it's girl gotten very good too. too. So you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the, the whole argument of who was the better bind. I mean, I think you always got to give that to Connery. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll probably have to do a whole Bond show eventually and, and analyze all the Bond girls and villains. And, and some of those like names stuff, were just well, killer. Yeah, well, you know, it was just a... It was like the cartoon spy women, you know. Was it Holly Goodhead and... Um, what else? No, maybe it was Holly Body and... Uh, yeah, Raven um, Moorhead or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Pussy Galore. <laughs> yeah, Pussy, Pussy Galore, that was it. <laughs> and then their lesser known cousin, Anita Wiener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to go back and check, but there was a, like literally a good head. Yes, there you was. Octopussy alone, you know, where, where do you go Finley with that? Veiled. But low, Finley but veiled, down. but yeah. Yeah, yeah very subtle. Very uh, subtle. Um, actually, the, the newest Bond. Once I got past the fact that he was blonde with blue eyes, <laughs> I, I could actually settle in and enjoy the movie. Yeah, I got I past that pretty quick. Yeah, well, it took a little while. You know. Yeah, right up to that beach scene. Right up to that beach the scene. Yeah, then got okay, I'm, I'm here now. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm sorry. I, I am an estrogen, a great equalizer, apparently. I am an estrogen-based creature, and I fully <laughs> admit it. I'm sorry. I <laughs> no apologies. That's why we're doing this, basically. <laughs> So we can get, as Chris Tyler would call it, the vagina point of view. Oh. Uh, which, who doesn't like a vagina point of view? But it was nice to get the uh, the blessing of Mr. Ratnick, because after all, this is Ratnick's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yes, it and, is. Uh, and then, yeah, we pleaded with him. Like, we <laughs> Please know, don't we, make me We do know this. you've lost your mind a while ago, but, I mean, have you lost more of it? Because you suggested this mess, but, you know, we decided that it's... Uh, yeah, we just need a different perspective in the freaks, and uh, you know, he said we may have one female listener, all told, and we have another female, Hope uh, Mullinex, that does shows on this network. Plug for Hope, and uh, we need we need more estrogen, I guess, something to that effect. I don't know. I just have a nerd girlfriend, and I'm proud of it, and I'm going to talk about it on tape. And if you want to listen, and if you don't want to listen, turn listen. the dial. There yes, you go. And, uh, you probably you'll either sit back there and, and cheer us on, or, or hope they're that, all gone now. Honey. Or hope you can that we stop talking. Oh, They've okay. left. There's nothing all but right. taillights. So this is where we go have sex. Or? No. 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 Comics. The comics. Yeah. Okay. We comics. <laughs> Free comic book day. <laughs> Batgirl or Wonder Woman. <laughs> both. I mean, why okay. can't a guy hope for both? That's no, all right. I'll give you that. <laughs> Yvonne DiCarlo, too. Batgirl on uh, Batman. You know, gotta love it. Gotta love skin tight, purple tights on a woman. Yeah. You can see the potential there. Funny bad ears. Uh, Nah. (laughs) But you digress. I'll wait. You you have your fantasy in progress. I'll I'll stand by. (laughs) I'll I'll wait. You just. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Are you back now? Are I'm you back. done? Are you good? We are back. Okay. Um, Light a cigarette now that mm-hmm. that's over. There you go. All right. Yeah, are y'all better now? <sighs> that's the stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have your your 
superhero fantasy and I, I sit here and I talk about, I don't know, the, the eye candy on Game of Thrones and you start to cringe when I talk about Kit Harrington. so. <laughs> well, but anyway. Nah, man's stone fucking dead. So I have nothing. Uh, he'll probably be back alive by the time this airs. Oh, probably. But, uh, no, no, that's that's one. But reason. I do. I. It's not just. It's not just the estrogen point of view. I mean, yeah, that helps. But I, I do enjoy the story. I, I read the books, um, at least, at least as far as Mr. Robinson did. And uh, yes, I'm listening to you boys. <laughs> <laughs> And I watched the show, and I, and I did. I stopped. I stopped reading so I could be surprised as to which way the uh, horrible masterminds at HBO were mm. going to take the story. Well, see, I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I knew I could like you more than just a roll in the hay. Um, is that uh, Young Frankenstein? Young Frankenstein. Thank you. Of course. What knockers! Oh, thank you, Doctor. And. Um, yeah, you know, I knew you were a reader and knew you liked some of the same properties and Facebook is going off because I forgot to mute it. Um, what have we learned? That we don't really care that much Nobody about cares. our production Nobody values. Nobody cares because no, no one's listening. No. You have just ruined the integrity of this whole thing. Yeah, What's wrong uh, with you? just like my phone call on the last one, which literally happened after another one of my podcasting partners got a blip and then made a big deal about he was turning his phone off and then mine goes ring ring it's mom yeah yeah <laughs> live radio live podcasting type radio but where was i i digressed so uh, yeah you were doing oh, a really bad maxwell smart impersonation might have been um uh, <laughs> and it won't be the last time no it won't. no uh, no, it's just that uh, that's part of why I knew I, I, I would like you is that uh, I knew you were the reader and liked some of the nerd properties and that to me gives you an adventurous spirit and uh, you like to be taken away and, uh, you know, in a fantasy world and um, I'm concocting a very large fantasy world to try to keep you around. <laughs> Still, oh, good. Starting with uh, trying to convince you I, I have something to offer. <laughs> I always liked fiction. So. <laughs> I've been known to write a few things, so I, I can be as a, as much of a fairy tale as you want, as long as you choose to believe it. <laughs> uh, no. 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 Shatner or you know which which Kirk or Picard? I mean, we we gotta do whole shows on that stuff. See, you know. there's there's all kinds of. Things. You gotta do themes. It can't just be like us rambling the whole time. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because because half, half like of our podcast aren't that. Rebel yeah. on your uh -huh. podcast. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be breaking out the moonstruck slap face sound effect in this one a few Break times. Break out of it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice one. Snap out and, of it. What and, the hell's wrong with you? And any uh, any slaps or, or punches that, that are directed directly at me will not be sound effects. They will actually be happening. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm betting. So. <laughs> Listen for that, kids. That's when you know the show's going to start to get good. <laughs> I hate you. No. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, give it another week. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll smother you with a pillow. In like the honeymoon phase right now. And, uh, yeah. We, we live a little distance from each other. I mean, she lives on the other side of the city, kind of. So we don't get to uh, see each other as much as maybe I'd like to. But we're going to... You know, expend distance, distance is a good buffer so far. It, this, it, this works. Yeah, and then we're going to expend even more of that valuable time just chatting with you folks. So thanks for ruining all my special time, <laughs> Mr. Ratnick. <laughs> Evil genius that yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. 
passive aggressive cock blocking, I call it. <laughs> Work motivated <laughs> cock blocking. Make me an intern with the corporation. Yes. So, I mean. The big boss said, keep talking. So, here I am. Whether or not you want to listen, I guess I have to yeah, keep going. Demanza Corp, man. Demanza Corp. got some. The, the big monster. Heavy hitters. Uh, but, uh, so, what's your, uh, like, sci-fi TV? We should almost go, like, a back and forth. Like, I'll give you a reference to normal And I'll stare at you TV blankly. show. Not necessarily. <laughs> um, you know, or even just a show name. And you go, yay or nay. And then we'll go, like, oh, you too. And uh, which we've done a lot of that already, obviously, if we've already gotten to this point. Um, but I'm still discovering things about you. So if someone thinks that can be entertaining, then we'll do that too. But uh, what do you think of when I say the word witchy poo? Witchy poo? Witchy poo. Oh, that's H.R. Puffin stuff. Mm. Victory. That, that's H.R. Puffin stuff. Yeah, possibly the trippiest and one of the scariest I, I, shows. I loved witchy poo and hid behind the couch at the same time. Clearly, I didn't get it. Until I was a bit older and had sampled some of Mother Nature's finest mind-altering things. and um, I watched it completely straight. Well, I did too, because <laughs> I was like eight and nine and shit when I first watched it. But I didn't realize quite what they were going for till I was older. And now, my, my children are very grown at this point, and I, I showed it to them. And I believe that they sampled the green corn and then watched it <laughs> yeah. and decided that my childhood was truly after. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Ma, so what did you do? I said, well, that doesn't it explain how I ended up being the way that I am? And they decided that, yeah. That pretty much everything. The, the, the Croft brothers, was Sid, it? Yeah, yeah, they were not. Sid and Marty Croft. Not they, well individuals, I don't think. No, very and, uh, unwell. And they did uh, the banana splits, too, right? The one banana, two yeah. banana, three banana floor. Well, yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, there. Yes. I'm there. Oh, and, yes. uh, and that had some great nerd cartoons in it too. <laughs> they would break away for a good nerd cartoon, you know, something like the. Wasn't that the one that had like the Mysterians or something? Or oh, maybe. And the like little the ape thing, and then the blob gloop, and uh, wow, Hanna Barbera. That might have been Hanna Barbera. That was Hanna Barbera. That's that's going into the mind vault way back. And yep. I, I can't call her inside the lines anymore because you made me remember that. No, and of course, we grew up in, uh, I mean, again, like stuff like Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes was way, Monsters way before. Monsters is our... the most interesting uh, people. Uh, uh, the wedding will be soon, kids. Um. <laughs> Gossamer was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to. Gossamer, Marvin Martian. But again, that's the kind of stuff that was actually way before our generation, but our generation still got it. Yeah. In syndication. I don't think like today's kids. Tom and Jerry, the original ones. Yeah. Yeah. I when mean, the only people that you saw was like from the shin, you know, from the yeah, knee down. All yeah. you saw was the lady's legs. Yeah. Oh, you poor kitty. Well, I like the old Peanuts and I hope they, I don't know wah, what they're doing wah, with the, wah, the Peanuts wah, wah, movie, wah. but if they show any adults in the new Peanuts it's, movie. That's it's, all for the franchise. Yeah. Charles Schultz rolling over in his grave. Yeah, I can't do it. I mean, I've read good reviews about it, but it's just like, it's 3D, man. Peanuts can never be 3D to me. They were in comic strips, and they were on my television as cheap animations, and I just, I don't know if I can do it. A hundred years ago, um, when I was the good Catholic girl, I taught Sunday school, and I had the fifth grade, and we did the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. That was that was pretty spectacular. It's probably, it's almost, I would bet... A lot of stations have shied away from like religiously themed shows but probably nowadays. They, they still play it. They still yeah. play it every year. Yeah. It doesn't get as much play as how the Grinch yeah. stole Christmas, but that's... You know. Which was also a classic they should not have turned into a movie, probably. Um, 
You gotta give Jim Carrey props, though. Oh yeah, he nailed it. I mean, he nailed it. But it's one of those things. Like, why do you you don't need to make a two-hour movie out of that cartoon? It was. You know, but they're doing that with most things from our childhood. Yeah, and it's yeah, and I like I actually like I was a huge Bullwinkle fan, um, and uh, Rocket Chase Squirrel, of course. And, hey ho, Kirby the Frog and the Muppets and. Uh, yeah, every, I can't bring myself to watch New Muppets. Well, was that Life on the Planet Coosbane or whatever? The, the, oh. oh, the Amips. The, the, yeah, I know what you're Kermit talking the about. Frog and his roving reporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I started on Sesame Street, of course. And, uh, yeah, but you now... You want to know something scary is we are the same age as Big Bird. Yeah, yeah. It was just, uh, we were the first Sesame Street generation. My mom actually got me some plaque or something saying, you know, the birth of Sesame Street 1969. And, yep. Yeah, so that was crazy. We were on the ground floor for that, which is the uh, old electric company that used to come years. on afterwards. Yeah, oh, another totally. CTW, and that we had Sam Jackson, and every so often Lily Tomlin would show up. And Sam, no, I think Morgan yeah. Freeman. Okay, Morgan Freeman. Morgan was Freeman. Easy Reader. Easy yeah. Reader. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, and uh, then some Spider-Man. I was very that. young, and things are kind of fuzzy. I, I yes, apologize. Yes. Although I remember. No, I, I think I remember my childhood shows a lot better than I do a good chunk of the '90s. So <laughs> <laughs> there's something going on there. I'm right there with you. Going back to Looney Tunes, I mean, th- this actually worries me when I have the woman I married many many years ago, and should have anywho didn't work out. <laughs> Awkward silence from this end of the couch. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I, I, after a few years, I kind of uh, realized that the only thing we had in common was we liked to get stoned and watch Bugs Money together, and not a great, not a good relationship, not a good no. solid base of it. You gotta have some reason to not want to strangle you. Yeah, strangle which your and there's partner, only so much Bugs Money out there. I even pillow. bought all the DVDs, and those even ran out after like five years. So yeah, you gotta have something. We got Looney Tunes, Sesame Street, and Electric Company. So I think we're on a good. Hey, you and, and we guys. don't smoke pot together. So I think we're on a, on a good not. start. Nope, I said we don't. Okay, <laughs> I didn't hear you. I, I do said not. we don't. I don't All even right. do that. Big stack of Newports over here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug for the Lorillard Company. <laughs> yeah. Send me free stuff. Yes. It's fun finding common stuff like that. Obviously, you have to have a little more than that going on for a relationship. And I think we do. I think everyone gives a shit about that. They just want to hear us break up at this point. Um, I hate you. Already, yeah. When we'll do, uh, you know, we'll we'll have some drama for you, too, because we know that reality radio loves that shit, I'm sure. And uh, Mr. Ratnick has already promised us a use of his uh, mobile recording devices. To go out and uh, for when I drag you out of the cave into yeah, the sunshine, which is a new thing for me. So we'll we'll get reactions from n- newly reborn. I've already human. dragged him to the beach. It's it's pretty <laughs> the cool. The beach, and, and I took and you to what, where we went. We went to the conservatory. The conservatory. Yeah, and, and we looked at plants and all, mm-hmm. all the little flora and the fauna and the little birds running around. Yeah, and she seems to be okay with that because uh, you know I had to lay it on the table when we started this whole thing that. Uh, a lot of our dates are going to have to be free because <laughs> I'm one broke motherfucker. And, That's uh, okay. So it must be the nerd stuff and the free Wi-Fi she gets when she's here that keeps her around. Well, that helps. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that hurt. helps. It, it, it tends to lengthen her stays. Of course, I need to do a few new Facebook friends. Especially so, yeah. around, yeah, when uh, Angry Birds... 
flips over. I know My whole she's here purpose in life is to get mm-hmm. a higher score at Angry Birds than Mr. Ratnick <laughs> you and, me and both. you. <laughs> and so far, I've done pretty well. <laughs> you usually kick my ass. So, yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and lately, she's just completely, you know, I, I, it's all a plot. I've decided just to keep me from playing Angry Birds because now it seems like she's here when I would normally be catching up and trying to beat her scores. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, fuck, it's Monday. I didn't even finish last week. You have so. no excuse. I work overnights. Oh, true. That's, you know, that's usually the only time I get to it is you know, early in the week. And then my last mad dash on Sunday nights to see if I can beat y'all. But such is life. First world problems. And we're going to drag around to a no counsels for old men about Facebook games someday about Facebook that. games so. are all evil they are they're, they're completely they are mind numbing soul stealing waste of time yeah and that oh my god my Simpsons my timer is up I have to go yeah reset. I'm very no. jealous about that the um, Simpsons tapped out that, that's going to be one of the that's going to be one of the breakup uh, points is uh, I'm going to finally get so frustrated that she has a Simpsons game on her tablet that of course I can't get on a PC because they suck and uh, they don't want any joy in my life in Springfield. And um, oh, where? Um, yeah, keep whining. whining. I'm gonna borrow that and, and have to play it. You play eight million hours of video <laughs> games. I don't have any Simpsons games. Oh, where? <laughs> I used to. There used to be a really great Simpsons PC game, Virtual Springfield, but no, no one's done one since really. No, I just play Tapped Out. That's pretty cool. And, and it's it, they, they knock down the, the fourth wall where Homer will make a reference to Skyfinger because you, you, you obviously oh, you, you poke at the screen yes. to make things. Yes, yeah. Skyfinger <laughs> must take these things away. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that and Angry Birds. And I, I did get sucked into Farmville at one point. Haven't we all? And yes. yeah, I, that didn't last very mm-hmm. long. I imagine um, my entire country is you know, laid waste with pestilence. And, oh, my and cows have right ran now. away. The horses uh-huh. are gone. and Yeah. <laughs> The apple trees have taken over. Me and Dr. Bill have talked about this. It's just like the uh, the swath of destruction of, of poor little virtual people we've abandoned over the years. We're pretty sure is going to come kick us in the karmic ass someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the evil god of Zynga. Yeah, that's it. My, my personal hell will be me being sent to a game of The Sims and, and neglected till my house burns down around me. <laughs> So we see some more other nerd properties we kind of have in common. I, I'd like I, we talked about doing it this show, but I think we'll get to it eventually and talk about the whole Harry Potter saga, um, of which I've only you know, which will consist a lot of you yelling at me for only having seen the movies. Oh, boo uh, hiss! I know, and Honeywell even like you never read those. Like, I read no. them to my kids. <laughs> See, we've already had this fight, though. It's like, well, you never read Pratchett? You've never read Blood? I'm like, I read... Do you know what a book is? I read Piers Anthony. Oh, wait, Anthony it's that thing that holds and, up the end of and your Asimov And Asimov and Heinlein and Sagan. And <laughs> just, there's so many out there. And uh, yeah, I had my Anne Rice period. I had to do the fucking... Uh, the, the Victorian gay vampire thing. Um, except Mem Knock the Devil was probably one of my favorites. All right. Um, that was a good one? Yeah. That was a good one. And so, you know, we just, we've been on parallel nerd highways in a lot of ways. but Never intersecting. No. And well, we have now. For the know. good of the universe. Now we just drag each other into, that's the beauty of it. We drag each other in and share each other's fandom. 
and, and you, waste more of our lives. And you, you had said before, you, you come from the same small town. Eventually, you work your way around to seeing that person. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I left that small I didn't town know you were something there. years I didn't know ago, you were there and, and still and found you here. Yeah, that's so that's it's karma. Frightening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, still as good a chance that I'm your third cousin. So there you no. go. No, <laughs> no, I, I know what my family shrub looks like. We're good. <laughs> Yes, you are a, a true Scotswoman. Yes, I am. And, and I am not a Scotswoman yes, or a man. Yes, I am. We've figured it out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we've just lost that last person. Uh-huh, Did you see yeah. the lights go out? Yeah, yeah there we did. go. The last person is slipping into the bathroom. Yeah, the last razors, one off so. the internet, turn off the lights. Uh-huh. What else did you watch? Uh, let me see. Bewitched. The first Bewitched. one or the second one? Well, Actually, as a child, they lied to me because I was watching along happily, and suddenly Darren changed, and, and it we was, weren't supposed to notice. Right? Yeah, right. And it, well, it was also in black and white in the beginning. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and poof, the world's in color. Yeah, hey! Like but my TV was still black and white, so I mine didn't probably until was the too end. for yeah, a significant <laughs> amount was of just time. Suddenly, suddenly the Darrens changed, mm-hmm. and it was you know early lesson and. Recasting. Yes. <laughs> it happens kind of a lot these days, actually. Yeah. Dario Naris looking at you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, several others. And when uh, well, Was it Sesame Street introduced us to death when, when Mr. Hooper died? Oh, yeah, man. I yeah. see big, yeah. big changes since. And, and now we have Game of Thrones and everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. It's flayed. And yeah. It's, 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 it's the new show to teach your kids about death. <laughs> Parents out there, which is... Probably why we started good out idea. I never had kids. with come and play. <laughs> Everything's hey. and then now it's yeah. Everybody died. Dun da 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 death death da da death death da da So yeah, we got that covered, and actually, we just we just did a show on that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. As we said, we're both uh, we, we kind of started this whole thing kind of by being mutual Walking Dead fans. Mm, Walking Dead, yes. On the couch. Mm-hmm. Watch, watching Walking Dead. And that's always, you know, that's always a great romantic show to start out when you're uh, courting a On woman. the couch between you and Mr. Ratner. Yes, that's... Uh... <laughs> Who could turn that one down? Yeah, if that's not a panty melter, kids. <laughs> you just ain't got any game. I just don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, ouch. No. No. <laughs> uh, now, I liked hanging out with you guys because yeah. you know it's it's on a cerebral level you you understood me. Yeah, because well, I, yeah. Like, I would say something like "so long" and "thanks for all the fish," and you know my friends would look at me and go, "What?" And so, all right, I need to find somebody that somebody with the same level of weirdness as myself. That's what and I've that's a very out. tall order, but you know I think I found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if this does blow up, I that'll make for good radio. Um, I've still got a friend. Yeah, so it, absolutely. It works. Talk, and I'm talking talk about TV Mr. Ratnick and not Sorry. Yeah, Kidding. Sorry. Kidding. There's a part that's going to hit the cutting room floor. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> I am fully no, aware of no, this. No, no, necessarily. It depends on, you know, I usually just forget to take out the shit I mean to take out by the time I get around to cutting it. So anything's fair game and who knows what will end up in the final mix. We don't even know what the show's name is yet, but you probably won't hear that because we'll have something by the time this is aired. <laughs> this is Mindless Dribble. <laughs> yeah. Mindless Dribble with Sarah and Scott. Hey, there we go. That's, that's, a, that's a keeper. Um, so you, you told me that you've uh, raised your children in the nerd way in a lot of ways. Yep. 
Uh, you've got a son. My Hamish. Okay, yeah, and you Sarah's actually literally um, been here and, and seen some of my garage sale gloat stuff. And, yeah, I, I did. I've been a sucker for the garage sale gloat property. I, always, I purchased it. Um, you know, because I'm... Yes, my boys Hamish and Angus. And I'm fairly serious. Part of this relationship is so she'll keep getting that discount I give her when <laughs> she comes over and buys stuff, because I do. Oh, look, a pile of comic books. Take my money, please. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't I, I can't tell you the difference between DC and Marvel, but you know I'm still gonna buy the stupid things. Hey, you're a good mom. You are yeah, a good mom. No, I'm not. But you know they don't admit to knowing me in public, <laughs> and I don't blame them. My mom still <laughs> buys me nerd shit. <laughs> When's your mom gonna buy me nerd shit? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, not there yet. No, you're already there. Probably you meet my mom once, and you'll you're already on. We, the Christmas we've reached list. that level. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My mom still sends Christmas cards to women I broke up with six years ago, probably. So, yeah. You, uh, you get the bonus there because even when I'm gone, she'll still be in your life. <laughs> awesome. Married or not, you know, whatever. <laughs> She's just that kind of person. <laughs> yeah. Send her the list of your kids' birthdays now if you want, and they'll all get something to them. She's no, we're good. super uber generous that way. So, That's awesome. Yeah. She's a really great lady. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, said she's, she never like really pushed me into any kind of nerd area. You know, she wasn't really the kind of person that would sit down and we would watch it like Johnny Carson together and stuff on Friday nights. You know, that was my mom's stuff. Yep. Charles Osgood. My mom has a long-standing crush on Charles Osgood. And my guy, it's actually fairly that. disturbing when she talks about him. It's yeah, see your seventy-six-year-old mom uh, start to drool over Charles Osgood. <laughs> I it's think he's creepy. off the show now, but no, I, I think he's no? still doing it, man. I, thought he I, I don't God know. help me if I call her on a Sunday morning between don't nine o'clock and don't interrupt. Don't interrupt Mrs. M. No, <laughs> no, don't interrupt Mrs. M. and her Sunday morning TV. No, but I think she had a lot. My dad actually was. My dad was kind of the one that uh, got me in on Godzilla. Um, we used to have you know this great channel that played a bunch of Godzilla movies like almost every Saturday. Do you remember, uh, we, by this point, it was different TV um, carriers. Um, there used to be a, a show, I think it was called The Cat's Pajamas, that used to run the old movies. Uh, and they would do it like 11.30 on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And then they went, they picked up the syndicated, the Elvira's, mm. uh, the, you know, the, the uh, Mistress of the Dark, where she would run the really bad B movies. Yeah. yeah. Lay on the couch and do her commentary. Yeah, which all you so. need you know who cared what the movie was at that point uh, you just wanted yeah, to see wait, the segments there in another between. issue of another instance of your puberty <laughs> yeah probably yeah. Well, i don't think we actually i don't remember even seeing elvira um there's one now it's spanguli mm -hmm. and uh i am my, my next purchase is going to be the chicken thrower t-shirt we, we had like chiller theater was on do you remember that one? No. So they had this claymation hand that would come up out of the ground and you would just hear this ominous music and it would just, this claymation hand would come up out of the ground. It was like this big swamp scene and a little dry ice pond in it. And this hand would come up and it would just go, Chiller! And the hand would like grab a flower or something and drag it back down into Thank the quicksand. Basically, <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was that was my Saturdays and Sundays and... Um, it was about In once a month. In my TV market, it was uh, Barry's Cat's Pajamas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like I said, then later on, uh, when 
TV got to be a little bit more in-depth that they went to the syndicated. It was Elvira, the Mistress of the Dark, and, and her movies. Um, heavy into the Vincent Price and the, yeah. and the old scary stuff. And yeah, I, guess, I, I, I loved all of that. I got to see a lot of the classics like Forbidden Planet and Donovan's Brain and The Brain That Wouldn't Die. and They played all the brain movies. For the Thing, reason. The Blob, The, the thing, Yeah, absolutely. The, the, Triffids the, were always one of my favorite movies. They did The Fear of the Giant Broccoli, kids. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the Tomato and the Giant Blob. That was one of the earlier, like... You know, a, I, I love the old movies. Yeah. And, uh, it's there. There. That's the a silent earth. Uh, yeah. I, from the my 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 silent movie. I mean, I I go way back. Mm. I I I admit I I love the old celluloid. Um, so the not first, the first men of the moon. So you're no. not really twenty five. No, I'm not really twenty five. I'm twenty nine ninety five with shipping and handling. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, the I, I like no those, international sales at this time. The the silent movies from the the, the first Men of the Moon mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the rocket ship plunk in its eye, yeah. and that was those those were great. And uh, Turner Classic movies is that they they feed my addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing like it. It was just uh, it was when you had to wait for TV to come around, you know, that you could watch it. You, wait for it to read, come around again on yeah, the record. Yeah, I'll read. wait. I ain't nearly tired. <laughs> you read your TV guide and make your plans. And uh-huh. it's like, oh my God, Saturday at I can't go anywhere on Tuesday. Yeah. This is going to yeah. be, yeah. Oh, how do we survive those days? I don't know. <laughs> and then when you had to learn to set up the VCR. My mother still has never done. 12, yeah. 12, 12, 12, 12. <laughs> I fixed mine. I put a piece of duct tape over the clock. <laughs> Every time the power would go out, my sainted mother would call me. The te- the thing's broken, and I'd have to go reset the clock on the VCR. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Many a time. Many a t- but uh, as I said, she didn't... My dad uh, said got me on the, uh, the Godzilla, and he owned a 76 Navy Blue Corvette, so that was my Batmobile when I got to ride in it. Yeah. Very nice. But Mom just kind of, as I've told you, and I'm sure you could tell by meeting her, Mom just gave me the... The, she gave the you creative her, spirit, yeah. you know. She took us to all the plays, and and uh, you know, I got to see Death Trap, the play, when I was like thirteen, fourteen, and that was awesome. And it was, uh, yeah, and we said we did the Phantom Thing, Cats, and all that good stuff. But uh, that just made me want to, you know, find more creative shit. You know, people I consider artists, and hers are visual arts. You know, she's a potter, and she's she's, she's amazing. Some painting, yeah. But, I mean, I, I never could even draw. For being a kid of two artists, I could never draw a stick figure to save my life. So I always latched on to the fine arts like music and movies. And, and that's where I find my bliss. That's, uh, nice. I mean, something other than a computer screen and mm-hmm. a video game. Well, I find my bliss there, too, for a lot of the same reasons. And uh, I don't read as much as I used to. Fairly ashamed about that. But as I've said in the other podcast, I... That's my interactive fiction. I've always wanted to be a part of the books I used to read, and now I can do that. So. Well, I, I remember the first time just you know uh, reading The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Blatty was yeah. oh my god, and and then the the pictures that I made in my head yeah always... were worse than anything Hollywood put up on the screen yeah. in front of my face. And I did the the exact same thing with Stephen King because I read them all. Me too. And the the TV, the movie adaptations, um, like Running Man, I was so pissed. I got up and left yeah. because it wasn't, you know, I went in naive me expecting the same story that I had read. Right. 
And right. here it is, Richard Dawson doing a game show. I'm like, what the hell is, is this? And know, I got and I walked out. Still a out. great earning movie, though. Is it, well, it's yeah, but no, I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, 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 okay. So apparently, I'm a snob. I'm a bit of a purist. No, no, not at all. Cause I, if I, you're gonna take a book that I've already got filmed out in my head, yeah, what you present to me in celluloid better be at least close. Right. Um, I mean, I realize that at this point in Game of Thrones, there are people that are dead in the books that are still alive on the screen, and I can deal with that because you know it's it's close to it. They haven't completely bastardized it. Mm-hmm. And, it and it makes for an interesting story. You had mentioned in one of your podcasts, uh, True Blood. Yeah. I read all the books. Yeah. Charlene Harris, I, I, you know, every time a book came out, I was at the library that day going, do you have it yet? Do mm-hmm. you have it yet? Do you have it yet? Because I'm a big pain in the ass. And, <laughs> and the, the books, the book and the movies, they, they, the, the books and the show followed together for maybe the first two possibly three books right and then they each took the left turn at albuquerque and went off in their totally different directions yeah therefore i got to enjoy them both yeah up I until think, the last season which blew dead never mind well so, there's just so many and I'm, I'm trying to finish american gods right now by gaiman because uh they're adapting that soon and i i am glad that i got to read a lot of stephen king before watching the movies you know, I think a lot of the movies. You read Neil Gaiman? I just started reading *Americans Gods* not too long ago. Yeah, but he did a book with Terry Pratchett several I, I, years I ago. I realized that. I mean, I've I've read uh, *Good most, Omens*. I've read most. Yeah. And I mean, the the afterword in the, that book is. I mean, if you read nothing, you need to read the the bit where they talk about um, the various states of condition that these books were in when when Pratchett and Gaiman would go to like autograph copies. Mm-hmm. And one showed up in a in a wooden box that was velvet lined. They didn't ask about that. <laughs> um, one came in as just assorted papers, pages in a, in a Ziploc bag, and some were disturbingly swollen and yellow because they'd been dropped in the bath. Yeah, nice. And personally, I have purchased that book four times, and still don't own a copy because they've all been stolen. Yeah. Well, I think they're actually adapting that one too, um, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody is and. Yeah, I feel like I missed the bus on that because I got to read his Sandman work and got to read his comic work, and I got to see an, a pretty amazing BBC production of Neverwhere. Oh, nice. Yeah, which I, if you've never seen it, we'll look it up one of these days because it was pretty cool. And the, the lead guy looks like fucking Paul McCartney. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> and then Gaiman has taken his turn at the helm of Doctor Who a few times. Mm-hmm, yeah, and uh, looking forward to those. But uh, Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, American Gods is... Uh, is is a good book so far and uh it i've said this before it's a little weird before i even knew about american gods i had an idea for kind of a story of my own that ended up being very close to what american gods is and so i've never finished it once i learned about it because i'm like and now i'm reading it so now i like unintentionally copy the thing but you know like i always felt like kind of a Weird synchronicity thing, man, with Neil Gaiman that we both came up with similar ideas, but he was smart enough to write it down first and get paid for it. Which <laughs> has always been my lot in life as far as my aspirations of being a novelist. I think I was telling you that uh, before we got together, I met a, you know, at the ACBC con, I'd get to party a little bit and hang out with uh, Brenda Cothern, who's a art uh, author that was in our same row. And, uh, you know, I posted one of my poems online recently, and she remarked that she wanted to use it in one of her books. And I'm like, I'll oh, gladly talk about some kind of licensing 
deal with you if you'd like or you know just like yeah just just credit me as a one-page author and i can finally say i'm published and, it's got to be something different than this mindless prattle. Do you think anybody's still there? Hello? All I hear is crickets. I don't know. They're all gone. There's the cricket sound effect. Yes, they, they've, they've all gone. That's all right. Yeah. They can they can ignore us in the next episode, too. I'm doing this for my own enjoyment at yes. this point. Mr. Um, Ratnick said I had to. Well, we'll have to find out. We're going to get ourselves a little promo made, and uh, which will all be done before you hear this. And we'll have a email address for you maybe start a group on facebook and uh and no one's going to hear any of that part so it's, it's pointless but, uh, <coughs> this is the show and uh <laughs> loosely as it is yes there we go yes. I, I i don't know what this is this is this is mindless prattle but you know i'm not getting paid to do it so yeah. why the heck not we're just a nerd couple and we're gonna kind of get to know each other on on this podcast a little bit and if you really have that lame of a life, you can get to know us too. So come along for the ride. Come along for the ride. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yes, it will. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you have been listening to Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Please return your brains to their original upright position and exit to the left of the podcast. If you'd like to keep us talking, throw us a topic suggestion or just say hi at mindlessdribble at yahoo.com. Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah is produced by Scott McGregor and Sarah Tonin and is part of the Two True Freaks podcasting network. No animals, children, or little old ladies were harmed in the production of this podcast. However, male co-hosts are subject to mild violence and excessive snarky criticism. Bye-bye. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at twotruefreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop... Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.